Alrighty, here we go. We are still talking about our belief shifts because they're really important and we love talking about them. And we came up with a lot. We probably could have come up with, I know we could have come up with more every once in a while. I think, should I also talk about that? And then I say, no, we mm. have to stop at some point. So we have three left, George. Okay. We have discussion about strategy. We're going to talk about trade-offs and we're going to yeah. talk about process. These awesome. are like the big ones. These are the big ones. Welcome to The Belief Shift, the show that explores what you really need to know about building a successful small business. I'm your host, Camille Rapaz, small business coach and consultant who spent too much of her career working in corporate business performance. And I'm George Trapeau, your co-host and her brother. I'm a leader in the tech world, bringing my corporate perspective, but mostly my curiosity. Together, we're exploring beliefs about success and how to achieve it. Maybe I should have saved strategy for last, but no, we're going to talk about it next. Strategy oh, now. Appropriate, because I just came from a sort of strategic planning kickoff retreat with another client, and we had some fascinating conversations about what is strategy and what strategy is not. I don't think we're going to get that in depth in this conversation, but later we should definitely go more into what is strategy, what are goals, what are, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But not today. Today, let's just talk about why it's important to have one in the first place and what it is and what it isn't at a high level. So this is strategy over spaghetti at the wall. Do you ever do the spaghetti at the wall approach? All the time. <laughs> do all the things. <laughs> so, you know what? What I wonder is why is this not obvious? Why is it not obvious that you need a strategy, but so many people don't? What is up with that? Well, I'll tell you what is up with that. But first, <laughs> let me explain what we're talking about. Okay. So strategy is often confused with goals and strategy is not a goal. It is the how you're going to achieve things. And really strategy should come before goals, but we don't usually do it that way. Usually we set a goal and then we decide how we're going to get there. Yeah. But from a business strategy perspective, you should be strategizing because that's you positioning yourself in the sea of all the other businesses you're competing with <laughs> and deciding how you want to do it differently so that you stand out. Because if you're just going to be like everybody else, it's really hard to compete and have a successful business, especially if you're doing it in a saturated marketplace like business coaching. So you want to have a strategy that has you choosing how you're going to go after the things that you want to achieve. And the reason to answer your question, George, about why I believe, this is my opinion, but it's what I see happening over and over again, even in big business. The reason I think that this seemingly obvious approach of like, don't do all the things, just do like, come up with this unique way that you want to do it yourself is because that means you have to take risks and make decisions. Mm. And it's scary to do that. I've heard somebody it to me this way. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. And I was like, oh, that's how you, I get it. I get, I get that thinking. Like that scares me mm. to just count on this, like one approach that's going to make it all work. That's and it's, as a small business owner, it's just me making those decisions. And do I know enough to do that? So we hesitate and we just try all the things. I never thought about that way either, putting all your eggs in one basket. But that's like people confusing focus and planning with risk diversification. Like you definitely don't want to put all your eggs in one basket if you're investing in stocks or something. Put it all on one stock. Of course, you never want to do that. You want to diversify that risk. That's where don't put your eggs in one basket is appropriate. It's not appropriate when you're talking about focus or you wanted to decide in, right? Yeah. And we're not even necessarily saying put your eggs in one basket. No. I mean, that 
basket can be highly diverse and you could have a couple of them. What I'm saying is don't try to carry all the baskets you can possibly <laughs> scoop up at one time and do them all. You can't do that. So an example for small business owners that I see show up a lot is in marketing. And so they just decide they're going to show up everywhere. I'm going to be on YouTube and Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook. And they're going to do all the, go all the places where they can be seen. And they're just yeah. pushing themselves out into all those spaces when they're all actually very different and require their own strategies back to that concept. But that makes them feel like I'm doing the best I can by just reaching as many people as I can in all these places. But it's a lot of work for not a lot of return because there's no strategy behind it except to just, you know, spam the world with all their stuff. Pick a basket. Pick a couple of baskets, not all the baskets. Yeah. And so when you're designing your business, this gets even scarier because you mm. have to decide what position are you going to take? And I experienced this when I was trying to hone down, like, who do I want to be a business consultant to? I had to make choices about that. And what exactly do I want to help them with? What is going to be useful? I was wondering, you need money. Why don't you just take every client you give them? You're like, no, it's no. There's some clients I just don't want to work with. You already had a, this is who you are. You already had a clear sense of how to filter down to what kind of people you wanted to work with. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. And like in marketing, they talk about like niching down, like get down to this very specific huh. audience you want to serve, get to your little niche, right? Some there's a, a guy, Pat Flynn, he talks about the, the riches are in the niches, he says, even though he's like, I know it's niche, but whatever, but it works. So many you, bars. Think, you think that way, like the riches are in the niches. It's because when you get really clear about who you're speaking to. So if George, if you were going to go hire a business coach, and you saw somebody that was just generically like, I'm a business coach to all businesses. Wouldn't you question how good can they be? Business is complicated. That's kind of a generic way to say it. So I yeah. think it matters in for multiple reasons. If you have strategy, you will then be basing your business on more than just luck. Frankly, I think spaghetti in the wall is like, I'm just going for luck. I'm going to place all the bets. I'm going to I'm gonna strategically place bets. That's what you're doing with strategy. It's still placing a bet. Yeah. But you're doing it with data and information and you're being thoughtful about it. When you do it, it will make your business easier to run and operate yeah. because you're being really specific about what you're doing. And you will clearly see when it's not working so you can pivot quickly. If you pick a million solutions, you don't know which one is working or it's really hard to get data to figure out which one's working because you have so many things going on. Yeah. So it helps you focus in this one direction where you're going to go. And then you can go farther faster. Because if I'm trying to carry 10 baskets, I can only go so fast. And if I have one basket, I can go really fast. Or head. two. Let's assume. Yeah. So two baskets, three baskets. Yes. So that's my thought about doing strategy over spaghetti on the wall. And I think if I was going to give advice to business owners, just what to do and how to benefit from this, it would be to think about one goal you have for your business and then ask yourself, what strategy are you using? What's your how? It's a really simple way you can test this is just ask yourself, is there something that I've chosen not to do to reach this goal? And if so, why? If you can't identify a thing that you've said, I'm not going to do that, then you aren't even close to having a strategy yet. Say it again. Yeah. If the way you're pursuing a goal, if you think about all the ways that you could achieve it and you ask yourself, what have I decided not to do? in pursuit of this goal, and you can't find something, you can't answer, like, these are the things I've decided not to do, you definitely don't have a strategy. You are doing spaghetti on the wall. Yeah, that's very simple and brutal. I do talk about the fact that as business owners, we kind of have to have these brutal truths with ourselves. Like, 
there's a brutal truth in all of this stuff, but they're the best truths. Like Katie said the other day, once I saw that, I couldn't unsee it. And now it's just like how I think about my business, right? And that's what we're getting at. Like, I want you to not be able to unsee yeah. some of these things that are important. All right, shall we move on to number seven? This actually came up because you had asked me about this, George, because we were looking at some copy that I had written. I had the word sacrifice. And you said, is sacrifice an important like concept for small businesses? Yeah. And I thought, yeah, you know, and I thought about it as it's this trade-offs over sacrifice, or sometimes it shows up as hustle culture. I think of hustle culture in small business as being very much a, you have to sacrifice everything for the money, basically. I think that mindset is very toxic. It gets really awful for business owners because then they start to connect with the idea that the harder I work, the more successful I am. And that's not necessarily true. So trade-offs are about making these key decisions back to like when you're talking about strategy, it's all kind of related, right? You have to make key yeah. decisions about what is going to take priority, what you need to do versus what you want to do. That's the trade-off. What do I actually need to do for my business versus what I actually want to do? And that mindset of just constantly evaluating the trade-offs in your business will take you farther than if you get into this mindset of just, I need to do all of it. I need to just sacrifice and hustle. And that's the only way I can be successful. And this definitely is very much into the entrepreneur culture. There is a whole culture around this, just work hard, hustle hard, you know, to make the money, you got to double down, all this kind of stuff that I think it works for a certain class of entrepreneur who wants to live and work in that way but not for me and the people that I work with. That's not how we want to work. If you love the hustle culture, this might not be the podcast for you. If you don't love the hustle culture, <laughs> then- time you, to listen to this. Exactly. I don't know why you're even here listening to me because you should yeah. be out hustling. So get out of here. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> hustle or sacrifice, that's just going to take you into this direction of believing that the hard work is what defines success. And this is a horrible mental trap for entrepreneurs. It shows up all the time. If I'm not constantly working on my business, I'm not doing enough to, because even with, if their business isn't making as much money as they want it to be making yet, they'd be like, well, I just keep working harder and I work longer hours, I'll get there. But the real key to success is not just doing all the work related to the spaghetti on the wall, but doing the right work. How do I hone in on what the right work is? I have thoughts. <laughs> Let's go. I want the thoughts. Do it. So- we were talking about this one thing that really stuck out to me that I love about this, talking about trade-offs over sacrifices. Look, I'm all for sacrifice. I think sacrifice with ourselves and with our larger communities in the world is a very important thing, and we should not lose sight of that. Sacrifice is what makes us, the human organism, better, will help us survive. But sacrifice, when you're making individual or personalized decisions, I think it's got a negative mindset connotation. That makes it harder to think that way. Trade-offs are at worst value neutral. So if you think of your things in terms of trade-offs, I think it's more empowering. Like I get to decide what I do and don't want to do. It's not like I have to sacrifice and I don't get to do that because I'm doing this. Trade-offs have a different connotation. It can be a positive thing. So I, I love this idea of thinking of trade-offs. And it's a fact. Our whole life is trade-offs anyway. And the more we surface that thought, I think the more in control of our lives we are. So when you framed it that way, I thought, oh, that's great. When I think about people making sacrifices in their business, here's the stuff they're sacrificing, their health, their relationship, <laughs> time with their family. Like it's the actually the things. stuff that they, yeah, it's the stuff that they value. It is yeah. 
that what's really ironic about it is it's the stuff that's the reason why they want to have their own business is so that they can have better health and time with people. But then they end up in this horrible trap again of sacrificing all of that for the business. Well, if you're going to keep doing that, then just go back and get a corporate job where you can do it and just get a consistent paycheck. I'm not advising my small business owners to go get a corporate job right now. Just so you're clear. It's the same thing, right? You get stuck in the same trap of, oh, I'm just giving all of myself to this job. And you have a business that you can make choices. And so instead making the trade-offs that you need to make in order to balance all of that out. But how do you make this actual? How do you get people to actually shift from like, I'm thinking in terms of sacrifice to I'm thinking in terms of trade-offs that they're not used to doing that way? This is a very tricky one because people are at different levels of believing or having this belief in them, even from childhood. So a lot of this is how you were raised. If you were raised with a family that like hard work was everything, you might have taken that to the extreme where it's really hard to like unwire your brain around that, right? Around the idea that hard work is all I need to do to be successful. And the harder I work, the more valuable a person I am. My value is attached to hard work. So some people are going to have to do a lot of work. I know some people have had to go have some therapy sessions just to work through this concept of how you think about work. So there is no silver bullet sort of magical answer here. But what you can start to do is really just, it goes back to what I always tell people to do is just try something small and try to do something small and consistent all the time. So for example, if you are overworking yourself and you can tell that you are sacrificing, You there's something we're all sacrificing, right? But if it feels like a really painful sacrifice, like you know your health is suffering, like I'm not paying enough attention to my nutrition or to my physical movement or whatever it is about your health, or maybe it's your relationship, it's you're not doing well in your relationships, either with friends or you know loved ones, family. If you can identify a thing, it's probably popping in your head right now as you're listening to this. I'm not really doing a great job on this thing that's outside of my business. That's just about my life personally. And then just come up with one small thing you're going to do to make a shift in that. And by small, I mean, maybe it's, I'm going to spend 10 minutes in that space every day. You have 10 minutes to give. Everybody has 10 minutes to give to something that's that important. So just start making those small moves and start thinking about that as equally important as your business. Because if someday your business is making all the however much money you need it to make, and then you kind of have this stuff that's broken in the rest of your life you have to go work on, I don't think it was worth it. You're just going to have more work to do afterwards. One of our biggest challenges as humans is thinking about what's the long game, right? We're making decisions in the moments that make us feel really good right now. And we do that all the time. What's really hard is to make the decision that this might not feel good right this minute, like going to the gym. doesn't feel good right this moment, but boy, it's going to feel great sometimes immediately afterwards, you're like, why did I not want to go? I feel great now that I did it. And then even in the long term, just the long term effects of how it's going to affect you, your physical health. It's that same sort of how do you get into the mindset of thinking more long term about things and less about just this short term outcome. That's what the sacrifice or the hustle culture is focused on. I need just short term wins right this minute. Those are not going to sustain you over the long haul. So I know that's not a perfect answer. I don't think there's any silver bullet magical thing here. I think the first thing to do is really just to identify where is that happening to me and what are some small things I can do to start working on it. Cool. And all of these, I think the most important thing is just awareness, just seeing it in yourself. 
because other people can see it in you, but can you see it in you? That's the harder part. So having just self-awareness around it is number one. So trade-offs for the win, everybody. You ready to talk about our last belief shift? Absolutely. This is a good one. So this one I have many versions of. So the version I landed on was process over outcomes. But I also think of this as the journey over the destination, even continuous improvement over perfectionism. These all kind of fall into this same bucket. So the process is how we're doing the work and the outcomes are what we want to achieve. The danger here is when you're so focused on the outcome that you've lost sight of how and the how's really important. So this happens a lot. You probably have a good example of this, George. I see this happen a lot in large corporate businesses when they set goals and they don't realize what kind of actions and behaviors that goal starts to cause people to do because they just set this goal without thinking, what will that make people want to do? How will that make people want to behave if we yeah. make this a goal? It drives people to do things that aren't in line with the values or the beliefs or the culture of an organization. This is where the term gaming the system comes into play. So like I'm in a sales organization where I sit and so sales leaders set up these goals because they're trying to give incentives for a certain type of behavior. And what you see all the time is people trying to game the system, which just reminded me that you are all about systems. Like the system was the point. We we're trying to give you incentive for a certain kind of behavior. And you're the people game the system by going straight to like, how do I maximize my payout? The goal. Yay. Yeah. Yes. And so the outcomes do matter because we have, you know, things we have to achieve. But when all we do is focus on the outcome and we don't focus on how we get there, then bad things happen. The impact can be even bigger as a small business because we're sort of dreaming of this beautiful, fabulous business that's making however much money it is that feels dreamy to us. Could be, you know, just a six-figure business, could be a seven-figure business, whatever your size business that feels dreamy to you. And it's running a certain way and you have all this time to do all these other things. We have this beautiful dream in our head. But what happens is they get so focused on that they forget that part of the point of running your own business is what's happening here and now in the moment. They don't appreciate the joy they're experiencing in the work today. And I have a particular client where this came up. She really was just struggling. And so with her, we talked about it as focusing on the journey over the destination. And she was like, I just can't do it. I was helping her actually stand up a business. Well, I am in the process of helping her stand up her business. So she still has a day job and she wants to leave and start her own business. So she's starting that process now, which is ideally the way to do it. So she's trying to get her business stood up, but she's stressed out. Like she's not having fun doing it. I'm like, what's going on? Why are you not enjoying this moment? She's like, because I just want it to be done. I'm like, what does done mean to you? She's like, I would just want the business to be running and making all the money and doing all the stuff. And so we had to do a lot of work on identifying for her, well, what do you find? There has to be something you like about what we're doing now. Like, what is it? And when we honed in on it, she said, you know, what I do like is the process of me getting to dig in and learn more about this topic that my business is around, because I'm really crazy about this topic. And I love that I get to now just learn more about it. Like my job is to just become as much of an expert as I can. She's like, I do love that part. And I was like, so can you enjoy this moment because you get to do that? Who else gets to do that? That's one of the joys I think of being an entrepreneur is I 
pick a topic that I get to really just become an expert in because I enjoy it. I could just geek out on this all day long. That's the trap that we fall into is wanting so badly to have the outcomes that we just forget to enjoy what we're doing right now, which just, you know, is making people miserable all over the place. So that's the personal effect that I think it has as an entrepreneur. You got me thinking about a blog that I read. It's about this guy who flies all the time and he's got all these travel tips and he's managed to build a business out of it, a travel advice business. And you can see he knows every possible tip about how to get upgrades and all this stuff. My point being, this guy clearly is about process over outcomes. Like this outcome is a business and he's able to fund his travel, but he so loves travel and helping other people travel that his he's living his process, I guess is the best way I would say it. Yeah. And I think if you are living your process and then also building those processes in your business to make things easier, like we talked about earlier with systems and chaos and having that aspect of it too, I think that you end up with a very successful business that's going to deliver the outcomes that you're actually looking for. You need both things to happen. You can't just go to the flip side of this, which is I'm just going to only do things that I love and not do things that the business needs because it still needs to make money. So there's a balance here of focusing on the process and the stuff that is really enjoyable, but also is going to be effective in building a successful business. There's like a little tricky balance there, but you can be in it for all of those reasons and enjoying all of that journey because A, you're learning about the thing that you love and doing it. And B, you're in the process of learning how to be a really successful business owner. I think that's kind of the thing I think of as my person, I take on as my personal challenge. How do I get these entrepreneurs to actually love the process of getting smart about business? So there's one thing that I think people can do that's pretty easy on this one. Definitely, I've seen this help a lot of entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs who aren't getting a lot of feedback on how they're doing. That's one of the challenges of doing this work is you're alone and nobody's given you a performance review, much less actually just interacting with you and saying, thanks for that work that you did. Your thank you is people paying you money to buy your stuff. But one thing you can do for yourself is just start an accomplishments list, which has you recognizing what's working in the moment. So instead of looking at what you want to accomplish way down the road, it has you focused on like, well, what am I actually doing now? And so I have people start this list and add to it daily or at least weekly, where you're just capturing all the small things that you're accomplishing so that you can Mm. see because this is the satisfying part of it, right? And accomplishments means not just things you did, but things that you learned or discovered or overcame or, you know, all of those types. So that I think of accomplishments in this really big category. So if you're struggling with this, if you're out there thinking, yeah, this is me, I'm so dissatisfied because I'm not at the goal. I haven't made the thing happen. Try this accomplishments list as a way to just start recognizing all the good stuff happening now, all the great things that you're making happen in this moment so you can have some little celebrations for yourself. Yeah. That's my tip. It's cool. That's a great tip. All right. We have finished talking about our eight belief shifts. We clearly have more, but in summary, what are your thoughts, George, about as we're talking about these belief shifts and thinking about, you know, how we're going to work these into our future podcast discussions and how this is going to show up. And I guess I think of them as, even as we're thinking about systems thinking, I think of them as so well intertwined as well. I'm wondering what your thoughts are now that we've gone through all of them. That's one thing that stuck out for me as well, how we'll talk about one belief shift and it will have linked to something else we've talked about. I think that's really cool. 
we've spent a lot of time explaining how these work and how to think about them. And if you aren't used to thinking about like trade-offs over sacrifice, you've got some studying or thinking to do, but mostly this is a way of helping you be intentional about what you're doing. You're not just flailing, hacking, thrashing. I think that itself puts you way ahead of the game. Mm, I love that you use the word intention because this is something I talk to my folks about a lot, which is setting goals and intentions. It gets to that thing we were talking about as having the outcome matters, but this process, the intention for me is getting them into the process thinking like, but how do I need to show up and how do I need to be in order for me to achieve this goal? Because a lot of times we're setting goals that are outside our comfort zone. So we have to start thinking a little differently or acting a little differently in order to make that goal happen. I think intention is a great connector for all of the stuff that we're talking about. It's really about being more intentional about how you're doing this work with the intent to have you be happier and more successful business owners. That's cool. Well, I think this wraps up our episode. So here's what happens next. First of all, I do want to remind people that if you want to review all of these belief shifts, there is a link in the show notes where you can go download. I have a little guide so you can read all of them because this went over three episodes. I thought it would be two. Silly me. We talked a lot and it took us three episodes to get through them. So there is a guide so you can like review them. And I would say, you know, my advice for small business owners, especially if this felt overwhelming and that was just a lot of things and you're feeling like, oh, I'm supposed to go do all these at once. No, you are not. Just mm. pick one that really resonates with you and just focus on that one for a while. I believe in seasons of learning. Just focus on one thing you want to get good at in the moment and just worry about that one. Make efforts around this one simple thing and then move on to the next one when you're ready. You could be a month, it could be a week, it could be a quarter, depends on what it is you're focusing on, but just try that with the belief shifts as you're thinking through it. But also subscribe and keep listening to the podcast because these are gonna be woven into every conversation that we have. I guarantee it, there's no way these things don't keep cropping up because this is the essence of what I talk about in my business coaching business, but also I think is also what shows up whenever you and I, George, are talking about business. These sort of basic fundamental concepts keep popping yeah. up all over the place. So we'll keep developing everybody's knowledge and expertise in how they work through these belief shifts. So there's going to be people who see some of this stuff and they're not going to get some of them or they're going to have a hard time wrapping their head around it. What do you want those people to do? Yeah, if you have questions about these belief shifts, then pop into our Instagram account and send us uh, a message. Ask us questions. That's how you can communicate with us. So if you have a question, just it's at the belief shift. That's our Instagram account. You can jump in and add a comment to one of our posts, or you can direct message us, and we will definitely answer questions in that way. Also, if you're submitting think topics you want us to talk about or questions about these, you know, we get a lot of the same sort of topics. We'll definitely bring them back and talk about them here in the podcast. So we would love to hear more from you about what questions you have or what things you want to talk about that we will just bring back here to the broader audience. But that's a really easy way to get in contact with us. And that's the end of our fabulous podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we hope you come yeah. back next week. Mm -hmm.